on him. Then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I invite you once again to take a hymnal, turning to hymn number 203. You can remain seated as we sing Hail to the Lord's Anointed, hymn number 203. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, speak through me, O Lord, and if necessary, in spite of me, so that the written word and the spoken word leads us to the one true living word, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our reading this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 31. Hear now the word of the Lord. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, 
and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it, as it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need for you, nor again to the head, to the feet, I have no need for you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there are may be no dissension within the body but the members have made but the but the members may have the same care for one another if one member suffers all suffer together with it if one member is honored all rejoice together with it now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it and so God has appointed in the church First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work powerful deeds? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But strive for the greater gifts, and I will show you still a more excellent way. And this is the word of God for the people of God. God. This is your wellness check. How is your health? How's your body? Are you staying active? Are you eating right? Are you keeping the blood pressure down? And this day and time, that one's a little hard. Are you being mindful of your rest? Is there a sense of pain or ache in your body? If so, rate that on a scale of one to 10. Are you breathing okay? Is there any congestion around? Our bodies are so intricately designed, so interconnected with so many different systems working together to keep us in a homeostasis. Each year we as pastors take part in a healthy you exam checking in on our vitals examining our overall health is there a small incentive of a gift card rebate of course there is is it mandatory for the conference it is highly suggested and if you do not turn your paperwork in they will be contacting you because we know it's important to keep our bodies healthy, right? To make sure that all is working as it should be. 
And in our letter today, Paul reveals to the church in Corinth just how relatable a healthy church is to a healthy body. The church of Corinth, though try as it might, was not in the healthiest of situations as a church. They tried. I really hope and believe that they loved Jesus. But as we know all too well, humanity gets distracted and disoriented at times and loses sight of their vision as the mission and ministry of Christ's church. Some started to believe that their gifts and talents were more important than others in the church, thus giving them a higher value and status over others. A hierarchy is created within the church. Some are more worthy, some are more desirable, excluding others from the intentional welcoming of Jesus' teachings and experiencing belonging in the church. So wounds and sickness they were forming in the church body, and healing was needed. And as the old saying goes, if you don't use it, you lose it. They were not engaging with their members or their community because society viewed them as lower, as less than, whether it be through economic means or status. But the church viewed them as being less important and having less important gifts. They were losing sight of the identity and ministry of the church. So Paul steps in with a strongly worded letter, addressing the church, sometimes using analogies and examples. It's key to gain a greater understanding. Sometimes, as a church, you have to spell it out for us, for us to, the light bulb to click, the aha moment to happen. So he brings attention to how the church is much like our bodies. The church is a being of many diverse members with unique talents and gifts all of important value. We need each other. You know, your big toe is designed to help you keep balance. Though way down there at the bottom of your foot, sometimes a little smelly, depending on what shoe you wore that day or your activity that you took part in, but it's pivotal for your mobility and your balance. Who in your church body grounds you, keeps you focused, moving forward with stability? Now, I'm not here to say, look around and point out your big toe member. <laughs> That's not what I'm getting at. But every person matters. Who here is the eyelid or the eyelash, giving wisdom and insight to the vision of the church, all while protecting it from outside harm, blinking us into focus, and providing a safe space to offer a quiet space for members of the body to find rest in. Who here is your safe space? And these are such small parts of our body that sometimes we take for granted just how important they are. The hair, who here makes us look good? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> but who here 
provides a space of warmth to our community, to those that have felt the cold chill of the weary world. Who here surrounds you with comfort and warmth? The digestive system. No, I'm kidding. I'll leave that to your own interpretation. But eyes that see the community that is in need. Hands that build beds so children have a warm and comfortable space to sleep. Hands that fix and clean our building so that we have a place to gather. But also our community members have a space to come and share this building with us. Hands that snip yarn and sew quilts to wrap those in need of a prayerful embrace. Ears that hear prayerful concerns of our church members and their families as they continue to pray for God, for the healing of a weary world, and listen to God's voice and discernment for the mission and ministry of our church. Green thumbs that can teach me and also be a part of assisting with the East Flora School Garden. Feet that go out into our community, walking in between tables at Grace Place, picking up plates, sharing stories, and serving one another. Mouths and voices that are not shy to sing together, making a joyful noise in worship on Sunday. Voices that share just how good the Lord has been to you. Voices that welcome and invite others in. And so my hope is that if you aren't quite sure where you fit in, where your puzzle piece goes, what gifts God has given you, we will have our ministry fair Wednesday night. There will be a children's ministry table. <laughs> But there will also be many other ways to grow deeper in connection with one another in our community and in service to God. A body must stay active in all its parts to remain healthy. We are designed, each one of us are made in the image of God with gifts and graces uniquely given by God to you. You are so beautifully and wonderfully made. Don't ever forget that. But we know sometimes there is harm done to the body. Harm from people in the church has happened. If you don't use it, you lose it. Exclusion of gifts and people in the church was not resolved indefinitely with this one letter from Paul years ago. We've seen the harm of splintering and exclusion in the church still to this day. Sometimes there's a bit of pain that comes with healing in the body. As one member suffers, the entire body suffers. Last night, I was letting my dog Elton out. And the good news is I have raised a strong, sturdy, healthy golden doodle. The bad news is I tripped over him and stumped my pinky toe beyond repair. The smallest member, little toe on my foot, has brought so much pain with every step I take. 
So yes, when one part of the body suffers, it resonates with the whole. Or when you haven't been able to use your muscles well, either surgery recovery or just an injury that's happened, there's a bit of soreness you need to work out for the body to be healed and strength to be gained. We need a bit of physical therapy at times. Healing can take time, but healing does need to be addressed. Like my toe, you can't pretend to wear a cute pair of heels on Sunday morning thinking you're going to get over it quick or it'll magically go away. Those got ditched in my office. Because <laughs> it won't. And when people have been told by the church, by the body of Christ, that they are lesser than or they do not belong, they don't have the same value, that some more than others are favored by God, there is a desperate need for healing to take place. Healing action is needed, and it does not happen overnight. Sometimes healing can be even a little unorthodox, like preaching barefoot. Sometimes it happens through prayerful conversations with one another. Through saying, I'm sorry. Through promising to do better and living that out as the body of Christ. Because if we as a church hold true to the hope that Christ brings to our world, just as Jesus said from the Isaiah passage, that the scripture is fulfilled through him. He spent his ministry bringing good news to the poor, giving sight to the blind, releasing the captives, and freeing those who are oppressed. If this is our mission in the church, healing will happen. Reconciliation takes place. The body of Christ grows stronger through the Spirit. And each one of us, as we lift up and value each and every member here, as we look to seek and invite those who were excluded, who are excluded, growing in talents and gifts and graces and personalities, being whole and being healed through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And as Christ connects us all together, we find it true in Paul's words of the letter, when one member is honored, we all rejoice in that. And we know that through Christ, though suffering in the world will happen, it does not last. We rejoice in knowing that Christ has fulfilled the scripture. We rejoice in knowing that love wins. So how is our wellness check? Are we continuing to use the gifts and graces? Possibly even discovering new ones. Are we living into our call that all are welcome? Are we using our gifts and staying active in the life and the ministry of discipleship? Growing in faith? and serving in love? Are we striving to do all these things? Because when the body rejoices, we rejoice and celebrate that the image of God, the body of Christ, is for all. What is your puzzle piece?
that is of great value to God, uniquely crafted in a way that only you can fit into the greater image. Your part matters to those surrounding you, interwoven and connected in support to one another. Thanks be to God for who you are individually and who God has called us to be as the body of Christ. And let us rejoice together as the body of Christ as we carry out the mission and ministry of the church to the weary world.